0: battleline podcast episode 90 i cannot believe we've been doing this for 90 episodes we're uh yeah we're growing so uh hope you guys enjoyed your july 4th by the time you'll be hearing this it'll be july 5th hope you enjoyed celebrating independence Day with uh family friends all that good stuff um but yeah for the new listeners really excited to have adam kokesh on i am ian scotto of course
1: I am. Who am I? I don't even know who I am. I got something <laughs> going on. My, I, kid. My, my name. i kid. <laughs> kid. kid Rock. No, I'm not Kid Rock, dude. I'm sorry, Kid, but I'm I'm better looking than him. That's just I don't. Know. But he's w- way more talented than me. So it's a it's a fair trade off. I'm Chris Pirano. I'm Tano. How is everybody doing out there? All <laughs> right, good everyone is here doing man.
0: well, man. I, I heard
1: him. I heard him. good job. All right, fantastic. <laughs> Drive on yes yeah, so uh
0: every every week on this podcast really um you know we we do the occasional guest free show but we interview different people uh, normally from the special operations community although the past few shows we haven't adam also not special operations though but he, but he, a but he
1: re- is a veteran no he did serve Yeah. so yeah, yeah though
0: course he is a no. combat veteran marine um yep. you know and libertarian activist podcast host and we'll get into a whole bunch of stuff with him uh i i go way back with adam which i'm sure we'll get into but uh before we do, Ned is a game changer for you guys who have not used it yet. I, I just a lot of supplements on the market now are like glorified junk food; they're placebo. This is the purest, cleanest CBD on the market. I personally love the taste. I mean, I just know that I'm putting something good yeah. in my body. Although they're they are releasing capsules for those who are not into the taste, but yeah, this is just pure, clean CBD from Peonia, Colorado, full spectrum hemp. And all those benefits, whether it's for relieving anxiety, post-traumatic stress, or uh, sleeping, or or even in you know other cases, there's people who have reported all different types of you know bigger benefits than just that that you could read about on their website. Um, But I love what they do. We've been using Ned for a long time now.
1: Yeah, and they are. It is part of a healthy lifestyle. Has become part of my healthy lifestyle, um, along with Bub's Naturals as well. Both those things. As so I've taken NEDs and taken the uh, CBD, but also the body butter, which is the greatest analgesic out there, guys. And if you're suffering from arthritis as well, yummy yeah, people have been told that it has cut all the pain out of their arth- arthritic fingers, arthritic wrists, hands, uh, and it's worked better than anything that they put on anything else out there on the market. But then also the immunity blend that I've taken since they've had it, since they've started making it, which was what, last year, yeah. I think. So, uh, Everything that they make is tremendous, and, and it is natural. It's all natural out there, uh, the natural flavors, which I don't mind the flavor. I, I have no problem I love with the it flavor. It I do. Because when, it, I, when it, I try this, like, artificial
0: sweetener yeah. crap, which is like yeah. every supplement, it just – I feel like I'm putting junk in my body. Yeah. And, and yeah, supplements yeah. are supposed to be about healthy lifestyle, which they are.
1: They are. And, and it works. And it the healthy mindset, healthy emotions, healthy mental focus – has actually added to back to my getting healthy physically as well it's it's all uh, all corresponds to each other guys so if you're well somebody this likes to get in the weight room likes to run likes to get out there and do physic be physically fit well being mentally fit is a huge part of that as well and that helps you your workouts increase it's helped with me so I I know that Ned's has been a huge part of me finally actually getting my abs back <laughs> I know you' really like abs. oh yeah How's that? It, it has. It's helped me get get back into that in shape. I was, you know, uh, when I was th- when I was deploying all the time. So uh, give them a try, guys. And uh, my focus has come back. And as my wife can attest to you, I am back to being just just a good, good person with good mental focus and being able to stay on a level where as veterans, a lot of you guys know and you've been through the same thing or you're going through the same thing I went through. You're all over the spectrum, up and down, up and down, and, and I'm no longer there. I, I'm in a good place, and Ned's is a huge part of that. And uh, it's, it's showing, actually, even on the outside as well as me feeling good on the inside.
0: Yeah, and what you're saying about being fit, it might sound like hyperbole to some people, but it's really not because your muscles and all that are growing and recovering yeah. when you're sleeping, and it helps you get a great night's sleep. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to check out Ned and try their CBD, their immunity blend, their body butter, any of that for yourself – We have a special offer for the BattleLine audience. Go to helloned.com slash BattleLine or just enter BattleLine at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash BattleLine to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping Thank you, Ned. Do it now, guys. Hello nedcom dot com slash battleline.
2: From Omaha, Nebraska, to New York City. From planet Earth to extraterrestrial life in space. A podcast with no equal. Engaged in unconventional warfare through your speakers and headphones. This is a show about embracing the suck, conquering your demons, and finding God in the face of adversity. Chris Tonto Peronto
1: which is on. Motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you in the face.
2: Ian Scotto. You know, Ian and I have
1: been dating for a long time.
2: You are now tuned into... The Battle Line Podcast.
0: The Switches On Battleline Podcast. You guys see the um, title on this. We are going to get into the John McAfee stuff, which I'm uh, I'm interested in hearing about because Chris and I, when we were prepping the yeah. show, Chris was like, "I don't really know much about this," and I was like, "Truthfully, neither do I." I mean, I know John McAfee's background, but in terms of the yeah. suicide, what actually happened, I don't know much. And you know, you were asking me about yeah. well, does it involve U.S. government? Does it involve foreign governments? And I actually don't know. I I don't have a definitive answer, so I want to get some of those answers from Adam that he hopefully has. Um, Before we get to that, though, when we were uh, prepping the show and everything, you said you wanted to talk some fitness stuff, which I did as well because I have to tell you, man, I don't know if this happens to you, but probably for the past few months, honestly, I was going through the motions of, like, getting my workouts in, doing what I'm supposed to, but when you don't have that intensity, it's just not the same. And I have refound that intensity over the past few days. And it's a good feeling when you are just when you have your mind in it, because your mind has to be in the game no matter what you're doing, running, lifting, any
1: of that. Well, if you if you uh, if you don't have your mind in it, then you don't want to push yourself when your brain says, I don't want to. Well, your body follows that Uh, your 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 brain is always going to shut down before your body. It's hundred percent true. I found that out myself when my brain says no more, my body says fine, no more. But when your brain is trying to turn itself off, uh, your body and stuff can work down that opposite end. I, I I give an example of, and I do actually during my speeches, I talk about this. There was a time there. And actually it was during the incident there in, in Libya, when I remember climbing over, the first wall I had to climb over, the movie showed us climbing over one wall. We did. Me and Boone climbed over four separate eight foot high walls with all of our gear on and everything. And we had already been into the fight by that time in an hour. So, uh, and we still had to fight our way on to the objective, which was 400 meters away, climbing over walls, playing the ultimate game of hide and go seek, I would call it, because you know, you get caught in that game. There's I'm no smiling, going back. By <laughs> the
0: way. I'm smiling because I remember.
1: And you might remember
0: this. I'm thinking back to last episode because I want the audience to have that reiterated eight foot tall walls with all your gear on, not the five foot <laughs> tall walls that my um, yeah. last guest talked about with the current NYPD standards. So it's like yeah, you could literally yeah. jump over the thing.
1: Jennifer, now these things you had to get over. I, yeah, you know, And I, I remember pulling myself up on that first wall, and, you know, and the adrenaline's already kicking in because the bullets are snapping by your head. There's cracks there's snaps because when bullets break the sound barrier close to you, it sounds like a whip crack and it goes snap. It really does. And And so you're already breathing hard, even though really we've just driven the car trying to get to the objective. We stopped and we're getting out and trying to assess the situation. But again, your is going crazy. You're breathing hard. You're trying to control your emotions. Trying to control your adrenaline. I remember yanking myself up to that first wall with all that gear on. Granted, I was wearing shorts, so I was a little bit lighter than <laughs> than not having a long pants. Slightly, but like, but uh, I remember my just smoked. My shoulders were like, holy shit. This is heavy because I, being a contractor, it wasn't like I was at Ranger of battalion where we're training like this every morning for PT. Where you're going through, you really your body does get used to that pain because that's what you do on a daily basis at Ranger of battalion. But I remember I thought back to range of battalion. I thought even in that split second I thought back to really a specific incident going up in mountain phase uh, at Mount Yona, which once you get to mountain phase in Dahlonega, Georgia. You either you get right off the bus because you're, you're driven from Benning Face to to Mountain Face, and um, but they don't tell you this. You know, you think everything's going to be cool. You get your bags, you get set up. The RIs are already screaming at you to get your get your rucksack, get it on, and you start a five mile trail up the side of Mount Yoda. And I remember still that day, I was not mentally ready for it. I wasn't preparing myself mentally. Physically, I could probably do it. Even though we were as emaciated by that time, I was still already getting hungry. I was still already losing weight, sleep deprived at that point already. Um, I still was physically, I probably should be able to do it easily. Um, but I remember my brain was like, fuck, this sucks. I don't want to do it. And I started to fall back. And I remember the RI behind me. He was yelling at me. At least I felt like he was yelling at me specifically right on my heels going, if you fall fucking behind me, your Ranger, you're done. You're done. You're out of, you're basically, you're out of school. You're, you're kicked out. And I remember my brain went, fuck, no, I'm not falling behind him. And I, my body just reacted and I shot up the mountain. I, and I pa- I passed a lot of guys. I, I honestly finished. I think I finished up at the, up at the front. Um, But bottom line is I thought back to that. Then I thought back of pulling myself up on that wall, that first wall. And they're like, shit, I've done this before. I, I've done this all the time. I can do this again. This is ridiculous because it, it really was. If you think about all the things I've been through up to that point, that was one of the easier things, aside from bullets being shot at you, one of the easier things to do. And my my body didn't hurt anymore, and I didn't feel any pain, and I was able to move, and I moved fluidly the rest of the night. So what I'm saying is, as you're getting into your brain, is going to dictate how far you can push yourself. If you don't want to work out, you're not going to. If your brain says I'm going to kick ass today you're going to kick ass. And there are times where your body, yeah, your body's a little sore and your brain says, you know, let's go get a little bit done. We'll go get a little work at it. And you also have to, and you being a fitness instructor, Ian, you know, as good as I do, you don't want to push yourself past to an injury, but your brain will get your ass out of bed and at least get that workout done. And if your brain is on it, like I'm feeling great today, you're going to have a kick ass workout and you're going to feel good all day. So I just said a little story, guys, your, your body will always push past what your brain thinks it can do. But you also have to listen to your brain every once in a while, <laughs> so and that's where you get guys like yeah. A. If you're not you're not in a involved.
0: combat, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're not in a combat situation, a totally different, you know, way of <laughs> because you aren't as worried about injuries in a combat situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, um.
1: So you're worried about getting shot. That's kind of an injury, of course. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I
0: can't, I can't follow up that story in any way. I mean, but all that I could say in terms of, um, you know, being in the game and all that is I heard Howard Stern say it and and it kind of confirms something I've always thought. And, you know, totally unrelated to what you were saying before, but I remember him saying how, and I agree with this, that multitasking is bullshit. And you see so many people at the gym, their head is in their phone. They're, you know, they are not in the game. They're not in that mode. And whether it's me doing the podcast or me working out or doing anything productive, you have to be one hundred percent all in. I truly do not believe in multitasking. I think you have to be focused on one thing at a time. Otherwise, you know, it's it's like texting and driving. People go, Oh, I could do this, but next thing you know, you're in a car accident.
1: Yeah, I, I'm in, I in multitasking, maybe the the verbiage needs to be changed. We're You can do multiple things, not all at once, though. They're all separated. So me and you talking right now, you know, if I need to go do something else here, let's say my my son falls and I need to run out there and help him. Well, my focus is now switched to my son, even though even though we're really then when I'm getting picked up, I'm coming back and being on the podcast with you. People may consider that multitasking. Well, it's really not. You just have a lot of tasks that are lumped in right together, but you're still focused on. One task, if you want to do it correctly, and you want to get the optimal performance and optimal result out of it, so I I agree with you. I, I I don't think you can do multitask, but I believe that there can be tasks that are squished in all together that you have to get to right quick. But you're still, if you want to do the best at them, you have to focus on that one task and then move to the other task very quickly, and then move to the other one or. You just you know you you have one task and that's the task you focus on until it gets done. And, and but there are days where you just can't do that. There's days where you do have to do multiple things in a short period. Of time. Sure, but, it, but
0: but you're not going to do them optimally, which is you, what you're I can right. say, man. It, 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 it's exactly. It's why exactly. personally, I, I mean, everybody has got their own thing. So this is not me telling anyone this is how you do it. This is how I do it. I get my best workouts in late at night, and the reason why is because if I have if I work out during the day. My head is in, I got to prepare for the show with Chris. I got to talk to this sponsor. I got to do this voiceover work. I got to record this. And my head is not in there. At the end of the day, if I got all my tasks done to the best of my ability, I could say, this is all I'm focusing on and I'm going to give it my all and I'm going to go home and go to sleep.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. It's either very early in the morning when I know I've got time to get a workout in or I'm like you at the end of the day, when everything's done. Cause then, idea is I can focus on the workout and I can take a lot of time if I want to do a long workout or if I don't, you know, I can take minimum amount of time, but I, you know, right, I don't have to worry about shit. I got to get this done uh, because I got something else to do. I hate traveling because that's how workouts are. When you travel, Sure, you're like, shit, I got to get, I get off the plane. Man, I got to get a workout in. Uh, damn, okay. Now I've got a dinner I've got to go to or book signing, but your workout is rushed and it never feels as good. And then you're stressed out because shit, I didn't get a good workout. Well, maybe I can get up early in the morning to <laughs> do, and it's just it's just a slippery slope. You keep going down the hill. So I am a complete agreement with end. To get optimal performance out of whatever you do, the focus needs to be on that. But you can train yourself if you have a multiple bunch, if you have a bunch of things that need to be done in a short period of time that's when you get your planning in. that's the military. stuff. So, okay, how do I plan out so I can do the, all these things and get them done during the day or what can I sacrifice today that I can not get done tomorrow that I really don't need to do today because everything, there's other things that are more important. And that's part of, well, that's part of good mental focus as well. Good planning and piss poor, uh, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. That's a military. I've learned that since I was in basic training uh, going through the army, but it's true. If you plan properly, well, then your performance won't suffer. If you don't, like Ian said, you're going to rush through a task and you're not going to focus on it. And well, the the proof is in the pudding. The result is not going to be what you want it to be.
0: Yeah. And when you get a great workout in and you're consistently doing it, I really do. You know, I, I would say I believe, but I know it to be true. It's not a belief. Like your cognitive ability is just better. My focus and all other aspects of life are better when I'm disciplined and I'm motivated, um, it, you know, I think people say, Oh, I don't have time to do this, but you will find yourself getting other things done, other tasks done in a shorter yeah. period of time, because your, your brain is just,
1: it's That's, all in. Yeah. And
0: that all has to do with what you're eating, what you're supplementing with and, and your workouts and your sleep, all of that. You're going to have better focus.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's exactly right. It's spot on. Your, your lifestyle will be better. Um, and, you know, uh, the only the time I see, I, and this is where I see people stopping working out or quitting working out though, is you have to also be realistic of what position you're at right now. What to, what, what shape are you in at this moment? You see a lot of people, I know you saw it when you were training the, the, the new year's resolution people Yeah, uh, and they come in and it's great. They have great inspiration, but they go too hard, too fast. And that's where a trainer is fantastic if you're not used to working out because they can say, okay, slow down. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You're going to burn out. And that's where you also get proper planning prevents pit poor performance. You have to be realistic with yourself. What do I need to accomplish today? Three years ago, I was getting out of shape, but I was in a very bad place too mentally. It's no coincidence that it went hand in hand. Three, actually, it's been four years now. Um, and when I got back into it, it was uncomfortable because I let myself get out of shape. The pain was there that I wasn't stretching like I needed to be. And I was still running. And if you're a runner and you don't stretch properly, especially as you get older, that's when your knees start hurting. That's when your back starts hurting. Guys, it's not because you're getting older. I hear so many veterans. It's because I got so many jumps. I ruck so much. Well, so did I. And I still do it. It's because we quit stretching. We quit doing the things that we did prior to going and working out, which our sergeants made us do. And once you start going down that slippery slope of not working out, well, those pains get worse and worse when you try to get back into it. So I had to be realistic with myself. What should I do today? I can only run a mile today. Well, you're a pussy. You used to run seven. Well, I'm not going to do it today because because I'm going to hurt myself. And I had to go slowly. And it did. It took me four years. And of course, it was great with the help of Neds. And I'm not just giving them a shout out. It's true with the help of Neds and also the help of Bubs getting my body Back into the, it needed to be mentally and physically, um, but over time now I'm back to running six days a week. I ran seven miles yesterday. I ran three miles a day, before, and I worked out for an hour and a half at the gym after it, and do sprints in between on the treadmill or out in the parking lot. But it didn't get to there on day one. It started now four years into it. So I know anyway, trainers. That's why I I always recommend that you find a good trainer if you're starting because they we'll be able to dictate that where you won't go out and blow your load (laughs) right off the bat (laughs) and and then you're injured or it's just so miserable because you're in so much pain. You just quit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's not enjoyable, exactly. Um, All right, well, I'm really excited to have Adam coming on. Before we get to him, as you know, every show is brought to to you by our great friends at Fort Scott Munitions, a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC-spun ammunition. It's designed to tumble upon impact. That's their trademark in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed-out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it will be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC-spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results every time you pull that trigger Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states. So go to the dealer locator on on their site. The link for that is in the description. And you're going to find a place right near you. Like I know near me on Long Island, South Shore Sportsman and Merrick carries Fort Scott. Um, So no matter what state you're in, you're going to find something within a pretty decent vicinity. Uh, So just go there, fortscottmunitions.com. And, of course, their, uh, their shirts and all their merchandise cannot be beat. I actually was just working out the other night in my tactical shirt. Love that shirt. It's <laughs> badass. I get compliments on it. Um, so, yeah, use promo code BattleLine for 15% off your order when you go to FortScottMunitions.com. Link is in the description. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris <laughs> Peranto, BattleLine Tactical, and the BattleLine Podcast. So joining us for the first time on BattleLine podcast is Adam Kokesh. Uh, the thing is, I've actually wanted to have you on here for a long time. And now we're up to episode 90. And honestly, it, it kind of slipped my mind for a little bit. And then, unfortunately, the John McAfee thing happened. And I saw your post about that. And I was like, we got to get Adam on. But honestly, to get the audience up to speed, you're a very hard guy to do an intro for because you have done <laughs> so many fucking things that like, I can't even narrow it down between you know former marine it ran for congress you have your own podcast which is adam versus the man which you do as a live stream on youtube um libertarian activist author of freedom and uh and also i'll give the audience my uh i'm a guy who you. does stuff exactly and constantly does stuff i i met you probably 2000 was it 2008 uh, or no um yeah 2007 or 2008 at webster hall when ron paul was running for president yeah
3: man that takes it back <laughs>
0: yes yeah, so we we go back pretty far man and uh you've done so much since then so i'm just i'm go- I'm glad to have you on just to give you that big background <laughs> well
3: uh, thank you for the opportunity and and you say so you want to you get you get into everything and i know you want to talk about mcafee and and uh there's there's a lot there uh, it, it it seems like a very strange time. I, I think in McAfee's case, if, if you have an inmate in your custody and then you say that he killed himself and then you say that he had a suicide note in his pocket and you don't immediately release a photo of that suicide note in this day and age, you you're like asking people to think that you killed him. I mean, is it that bad of a cover-up? Is it is it is it that pathetic? And then, you know, on on my show today, we covered the case of uh, Johnny Hurley. In,
0: yeah, and I want uh, to get into that as well.
3: Arvada, sure. Colorado, um, shot by a cop there, uh, and, and so many holes in that story. And then the FBI was at my house two weeks ago here, or rather at the homestead, you know, at my back gate and the fence asking if I was at the Capitol on January 6th as some weird pretext to steal. Uh, I should say, excuse me, because they've given it back now. We can't accuse the FBI of stealing. They involuntarily <laughs> borrowed my friend Ed's cell phone with a warrant. If you, I know it. It. it's it, like I'm telling you guys this. And to me, I sound fucking far fetched right now. Like, no, there's video footage of this. There's mainstream headlines. And I'm like, you know, it it, it feels like, and at the same time, there's a beautiful de-escalation of the brutality of the police in America happening before our eyes in the wake of George Floyd with every cop now present to the fact that they could be on video at any moment. And that's a beautiful measure of technology bringing accountability. and, and I almost I, I, I don't want to get distracted uh, by by some of the exploding complexities on these issues. Like it's very easy, it's very tempting you know to, to what what would John McAfee do? It would almost be a dishonor to his memory. To stop fighting the government and start researching the spanish jail system you know as i'm tempted to do and all this like no 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 no. you keep keep your eyes on the prize and 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 in this case it's it's an incredible opportunity it is as crazy as things are right now it feels like we're
0: on the verge of a breakthrough could could we just because i'm wondering if we can go like back to your background with McPhee, because I'll tell you this. And I know Chris has said you're, you know, you were saying you don't really know much about John McPhee. You know, the world knows him as the guy who started McPhee yeah. Antivirus, of course. And the reason he was originally jailed is allegedly the murder of his neighbor when he was living in Belize, right? right? So I, you know, I watched that documentary Gringo, which I'll be, you know, I I know was slanted to make you not like John McPhee. But there was definitely a lot of <laughs> stuff in there that I thought was was definitely suspicious about the guy. When you watch it, you do feel like this is a guy who likes to start shit. Um, the fact that he was, like, arming everybody when he moved to Belize to guard his house. But that's all that I know. So, like, what is your background with, uh, with John? Like, how did you meet the guy, and what was your impression of him?
3: Well, you know, I, I wish uh I, I wish i could say it was more excuse me i just want to make sure i'm i'm gonna oh, make it good. Through this interview here and get all my tech right yeah i just finished recording adam versus the man and uh in in the studio here obviously um i i first really learned of john mcafee when he was running i mean i known of him like as, as sort of just the way everybody knows of him as a public I agree, Everybody person. knows
0: McAfee antivirus, yeah. I mean, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: but I first got to know him personally when he was running for the Libertarian nomination in 2016. And I got to do a, a and it, well, it was because my friend Judd Weiss was his running mate. And if you remember at the time, McAfee, and, and McAfee, like I wanna, I wanna stop and, and, and just share like a, a quick sort of like what I remember McAfee for and you know he told it was when he told the story introducing himself at a debate that and i'm going to totally get all the details wrong but it was like he was walking <laughs> down the street smoking a joint and got arrested and as soon as they let him out he walked down the same street smoking another joint and got arrested and he kept going back until he didn't get arrested there anymore and it was just like he was he was Spiritually libertarian in in a way that we should all aspire to, um, but he also had a, 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 an even rarer, beautiful quality, which was uh, intellectual humility. And to me, that was demonstrated when before when he first came into the LP and 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 was writing blogs and 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 sharing his views and and trying to get the LP's attention. Uh, he was writing a lot about. Cybersecurity and and like well I'll be the cybersecurity president America needs and was and and I, and then uh, he picked my my friend Judd Weiss, who's uh, you know a voluntarist uh, and Cap uh, as his running mate and 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 I and he asked me to support the campaign I said you know what as long as John McAfee's doing this I'm gonna run the federal government security program like nah I can't I can't support that. <laughs> And and, and and I said, but, you know, hey, I would love it if you asked him to read my book. And, uh, yeah, John McAfee, read Freedom, which you can get for free <laughs> at thefreedomline.com. I haven't plugged this for a while, but he would want me to because it was an important book for him. And all he had to do is, you know, for me, uh, in- endorse it uh, publicly and say, like, yes, this is – but I also saw that he shift, He stopped doing the, yeah, I'm going to be the better government cybersecurity guy. Nah, no, nah, he just cut that shit out of his messaging. He really in, uh, understood it. And in cor- he probably didn't read the whole thing. Probably. He didn't have to. He could have read the first paragraph, first chapter and been like, oh, that's why, oh, oh. And then his brain would have gotten like written the rest of the book, you know, for himself in his head. Um, because, you know, the, the, there used to be a fine line between genius and insanity until john mcafee came along and snorted that line and you you got to appreciate that he was truly a, a you know a unique gift to humanity and and i think everybody who got to spend any kind of time with him got a sense of that so i mean my first experience really was was hanging out with him in vegas uh when he was there for the libertarian party of nevada's presidential uh primary debate and uh that was when i got to do the sort of video interview and slash endorsement of him um and you know everything i've just learned about him since then has been like all right yeah i don't mm, you're a step ahead of everybody aren't you (laughs)
0: So I assume it would be like an awkward thing to bring up, but did you get to ask him about the murder of his neighbor and like why all of these, you know, why this sentence happened in the first place? Because I mean, that's what people are curious about. I think.
3: No, I, I didn't. I mean, it's I, I, I did my research on it and said like, no, there's there isn't a decisive case here, and these are people who wanted to go after him, and um, I, you know, I, 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 I didn't judge him for that. I mean, I. All right, so I, and then, on the, on the on the worst case scenario, um, if you killed my dogs,
0: which is how it started. For the audience yeah. doesn't know, it has to do with you know he believes his neighbor murdered his dog, and that that was what
1: that was okay. led to
0: that. And I know you. And by the way, I know that your dog recently you know, passed away, Adam. And I know you're a big dog lover. Um, but so then getting into, you know, what actually happened itself, and I want to get into your background as well and all that, but since this is kind of what people are talking about right now, what would be the motivation yeah. for him to be killed? And I know that he um, you know, like you've previously said, he said on your show that if I die in prison, I will have not committed suicide. He tweeted it out. He even got a <laughs> tattoo that said whacked to commemorate that if I die in prison, I will have not killed myself. This was like a big point that he made multiple times. And now we are hearing he committed suicide in prison. That's why this is all so sketchy, regardless of what people think about the guy.
3: Yeah. The reason they killed him was not for not paying taxes. Obviously it was for being loud about not paying taxes. And what they, I think they, I think they kind of screwed up like in in a lot of ways. And one in this being a really shitty cover up of a you know murder to look like a suicide but uh i mean there's so many reasons it's wrong i mean it just oh the autopsy said it was suicide well let's so therefore we have to believe that yeah okay uh he had a note but you won't show it to us yeah okay and his wife excuse me a wonderful woman uh no question of her integrity that i'm aware of uh says the last thing john said to her was i love you i'll call you this evening so John McAfee was not, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein in the sense that, uh, that they could say, well, maybe he was ashamed and they could get people to believe that if he was going to be exposed as a pedophile, like John McAfee's, fucking proud to not be contributing to the warfare state, the police state, the surveillance state, the central banks and corporatism by paying taxes to the U.S. government. He was proud, as, as everyone should be. And instead of letting him come, well, they, they could have let him go, right? They could have allowed John McAvee to exist in the wild outside of the United States. And, and, yeah, be, and, uh, and by
0: the way, and I should throw in there, that's what's also crazy about this is he was in a Spanish prison, right? So yeah. that's why when Chris was even asking me prior who, who who killed this guy, I mean, is it the U.S. government in Spain? Yeah. Like, what's, what is your take on that?
1: That that yeah uh-huh. that that's where I just I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around what the heck neither hell, could I, why? Yeah, what no, no, I mean, there,
3: there there are a variety of of possible mechanisms by which government agents could have achieved this and it would sure, be speculative sure. for me to pick one or the other. Sure. Um, but uh you know cia money to spanish sure. guards to someone in in the spanish government's intelligence agencies sure. to i mean there's to uh you know an fbi agent infiltrated and went in and did it himself on a visit or uh they they asked to have alone time with john mcafee you know off the record and it was so i there i mean like i said they're there they're several different ways but uh they, and, and the extradition thing, you know, he, he had the opportunity to challenge that. You know, that wasn't even a decisive uh, decision in in, in, the, in the story of his case, that he had a chance to appeal the actual extradition ruling before it would take effect. So um, there, I think. It was deliberate, and they looked for the, the the quietest and most plausible moment in the story for him to kill himself. And they should have done so much more to set him up. I mean, they could have. I mean, it would have been easier on the outside to, you know, have his wife uh, killed in an accidental death and have him be despondent and commit suicide. You know, to lose her uh, testifying to his. State of mind and and mental soundness at the time of his death. You know there there were so many more things they could have done to cover this stuff better. I I think it was a kind of desperate play, and this is why I think I think it's a very interesting time where I I do feel that that you know my life is at risk. Um, You know, I do I do fear for my life more than I normally do right now. I don't live in that fear, Uh, but. You know, I'll, I'll reiterate my statement. You know, I will never commit suicide in any kind of government custody. I I would rather suffer, uh, th- and 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 stand by this statement uh, than than ever give government the satisfaction of me committing suicide in custody. And for the sake of my own integrity, I will never commit suicide in custody. I say that, like, because there is, you know, I, I for the time being. Um, I will never commit suicide outside of custody either. <laughs> uh, you know, just to be sick. Do I have to get the whack tattoo on my forehead <laughs> to protect my like,
1: yeah,
3: the, the fucking arm? You know, for the um, audience
0: who might not know, like, why you're saying this, like, just to get the audience up to speed, yeah. because it is a, a strange statement for people who may not know you. They may not know the fact that, like, you have been arrested multiple times oh, for demonstrations. Oh, John McAfee was my running mate. Yeah. But but also the fact that you because were arrested it, 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 multiple
3: I, Yeah, I didn't finish telling like my story of John McAfee because it gets into like in 2020 when I was running for president and he was in exile, he was my running mate. Like uh,
0: yeah. No, we'll so- get into that, but I just feel like for the audience, they might not be up to speed on the fact that you've done various demonstrations over the years. Like for example, when you did the what was it, dancing at the Jefferson Memorial or was it like the Lincoln Memorial? Which one was it? Jefferson, you know the free speech guy. Yeah, so you there was a law that you cannot dance at the Jefferson Memorial, and like Adam said, this is a ridiculous law. I'm going to put on a demonstration, and you got arrested, and you have been arrested multiple times for these types of things, just to basically. As an activist, put yourself on the line and say this is ridiculous. I'm yeah, willing to be arrested and,
2: for this.
3: And it's it's not even it's not even that. I, I've done four months in jail. I'm pretty confident handling myself in in any incarcerated scenario. You know, a dozen different ways. But uh, they can get anybody at any time. So that's it's more important to remember it's not not because I'm a civil disobedience activist. Uh, that that could be their excuse. To lock me up but am i gonna like not do civil disobedience be, I'm, I'm, I'm about to drive three hours today without a license or a plate on my vehicle like it just fuck you government no i'm, I'm not going to submit to your extortion racket um i'm, I'm going to exercise my rights and I'm, I'm not i they you know the average american commits three felonies a day according to the book from columbia law professor forget his name um not not to be dismissive absolutely respectful of that work uh to point out that that, that that we live in a society where government can can just put anybody in jail at any time for whatever reason they want um and and they could make it up they could not make it up they could uh you know it could be out of the norm it doesn't matter they, they'd still get away with it and it could be just because you pissed the off the wrong person and very early on in my uh, activism career i learned the story of jeremy Hastings who was uh, you know, killed in a mysterious car accident while he just so happened to be investigating some top brass at the Pentagon and some deal they were just stealing you know, millions and millions, if not billions of dollars. And uh, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that kind of investigative journalism. I'm not going to go after individuals. And and that's probably what makes me a, a little safer in terms of I'm not going to piss somebody off who is an individual who's going to go after me. But same with John McAfee. That's what makes people like us a bigger threat. So on our podcast the other day on Adam versus the man, we were talking about the Johnny Hurley case. And we think about it, 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 There's still a possibility the officer who shot him did it accidentally, in which case, like, whew, you know, do you, do you, you want to give that?
0: Just a background on, on the job, because I don't think many people are up to speed on what happened.
3: Uh, well, hold on. let me finish this point. I'll come back to that. But yeah, yeah, massive empathy for the officer. And and we were suggesting a call flood to Arvada PD and to uh, Alexis King, the Jefferson County attorney, who's put the gag order on the investigation and on Arvada PD and, and uh, d- made the d- decision to keep the video footage that would uh, answer all these questions secret and you know i reminded people like be nice to the people yes we want to shut down their phones if we if we're doing a real call flood like we really do want them to we really do want to tell them when if this is the strategy we adopt of like call flood cuz we want we encourage people right now to call to ask for transparency but i said look don't take it out on the people answering the phones even if what we're doing is like we want to overwhelm them and shut them down and say if you don't release this footage you just can't talk to the outside world because we're going to call flood you non-stop um even then you do it with love because the people who uh you know are answering the phones are not the ones making these decisions and they're not the ones who pull the trigger uh, so can you still hear me yeah yeah, yeah. i hear you okay. um because the thing with people like John McAfee and myself that makes us uniquely dangerous is that we understood that and applied it to the bigger picture. And we always looked at how do we change the paradigm? How do we change the system? Not how do we attack this particular individual committing this injustice? Because it's never about that. So about Johnny Hurley.
1: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead keep, going.
3: keep going. Yeah. To, to, to the Johnny Hurley case, the story goes that in Arvada, Colorado, uh, it was about two weeks ago now. There was a call for police to respond to a disturbance. Two officers went out. The apparently the person the disturbance call was made for had already gone on to the next phase of his plan and gotten in his vehicle and driven to uh old town square there in arvada got a shotgun and shot one of the officers who somehow was called to another incident for a disturbance that there's there's still like no connection there and there's a lot of stuff that's being hit by the police but the critical thing is that and, and we do have video footage that they have released of the shooter getting out of his truck with the shotgun going and shooting officer Beasley who had been there to respond to both of these calls and what they have told us and it doesn't seem in dispute is that our friend Johnny Hurley with a legally carried concealed handgun intervened and shot the active shooter after he'd gone back to his truck and gotten his AR-15 the shooter and now the cops and and the other the next thing is not in dispute is that cops responding to the scene shot Johnny Hurley now, what they are claiming is that he picked up the shooter's AR and made himself look like the shooter unintentionally, and it was his fault, and it but it was an accident. And if that was the case, why haven't you released the footage yet? So this is a massive because even if that's all if that's what it was, you look at the footage, you determine that's what it is. And, and you release it. And it's been way too long now. We know they're covering something up. Um, we don't know what it is they're covering up though. It could be an accident. It could be incompetence. It could be something a lot more nefarious than that.
1: I got gotcha. and, and you. And know, that being a possibility, I, I could see it being an accident, nefarious. Again, I don't know much about it, Hurley, what he was investigating. Could it be that to, it could go to that level, too? I, I don't so ever.
3: Hurley wasn't, Hurley wasn't dismiss-
1: investigating anything. Hurley, Johnny Hurley was the good guy with the gun, just concealed carrying. That was trying to help out. I got you. And, and I can see and, it being an accident and the police just say, no, I don't want to let it go because. And even right look- away, the, the police were calling him the good Samaritan. Gotcha. Okay. And, and, and even and, on the. On the radio calls, were they doing that as well?
3: Oh, no, no, no. Well, the radio, no, that was, this is, uh, the first sure. police report just referred to him as a good Samaritan, unfortunately caught in the crossfire. And oh, it's like, God. no, wow. your cops showed up and shot the good guy.
1: Yeah, you know, I, like I, best case scenario. Best case scenario, which it was a mistake, which is still not a, which and that, that shows some training aspects of it where they need, Better training, which a lot of us within the gun community know that within departments, so which again, I, I would think if even to, to absolve yourself and absolve the department, you would release the video because if it was a mistake, that's something that can be we can train. We can. Yes, we may screw it up. Yeah. Your, your cop's probably going to get charged with manslaughter. That's what it is. That's the law, period. Um, if it's if it's deemed that way and a court of law deems it that way. But you still have to release it. If you don't, all it's doing is like we're doing now. Now we go down rabbit holes. Now like, okay, well, wait a second. Why aren't you releasing it? It just makes more problems. Like release the damn video. Then let let the public make their decision on it. And if it was a mistake, anybody that's been in a gunfight before knows that a lot of shit goes on and you can't just shoot somebody in the kneecap to stop the perpetrator. It doesn't work like that.
3: Well, I mean, Um, it's as simple as, (coughs) uh, I mean, in order for the shooting to be Anywhere near justifiable the, the, the shooting of Johnny Hurley. Um they have to have not said, drop your weapon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Exactly. And, and you would think, and again, we're we're speculating here, but you would think, and I know you being a Marine, I even Ian, just being Ian, you grab somebody's AR, the police show up. Hey, I'm the good guy. Even me, I'm hey guys, I I'm on the ground. Unless the the bad guy is still a uh, still a threat, can still kill you. But from what I understand, he was done. He was dead, right? He or he was on the ground. He was no longer a threat or yeah, a possibility. And, and I'm, yeah, so it's it I mean, at very least it's a cover up of incompetence. And,
2: and that's still not a good thing.
1: And that's not that's not good either, but still, you're right.
3: Yeah. And, and when they do that, I, I mean, I think they're looking at this like, ooh, this is a bit of a leap of a chain of events that we want people to believe in this narrative. How do we fabricate evidence? How do we, you know, massage testimonies? How do we come up with, you know, some testimony or some, some complete narrative that justifies the shooting? And I don't think they're going to be able to do it. But the, the cover up uh, and, and the nature of it at this point, is is suggestive of of something much worse um you know and i i don't think i you know it's it, it, my my stretch to the unlikely possibility on the other side it's funny they call us conspiracy theorists when we investigate their criminal behavior when they investigate our criminal behavior they call themselves law enforcement um <laughs> But we're investigating this, and you know, I'm I'm working with to to a small degree, more more just helping from the outside. uh, We are Change Colorado, uh, in in responding to this, and uh, it's you have to consider then the extreme possibility on their side, and and one of them is that this was a staged false flag that Johnny prevented, and they they someone said, well, kill him. So the story doesn't get out. Uh, but you look at the shooter and this is still being investigated. And I don't want to, again, I don't want to get distracted by details. It it feels like my life with all this shit going on around me right now and friends in the hospital, uh, under, you know, questionable circumstances. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, I it feels like an explosion of complexity and I'm, I'm just trying to stay focused. But if you look into the shooter's background, even that, it, it, it's up there among the the fishier of, uh, you know, lone wolf, crazy gunman, ma- you know, would-be mass shooter types. Um, and the police released elements of his note. Apparently left a, a manifesto and it was like, hates cops. No context. Why the fuck are you releasing excerpts instead of the whole thing? Yeah. Is he okay. telling a story about how he was abused by police, about how police unjustly murdered his family, and you don't want that story to get out? I mean, there's just so many elements of the cover-up here where where it just it just begs these other questions that you would be crazy not
1: to ask. And and going back to the McAfee stuff too. I I I, I don't <laughs> By calling people conspiracy theorists, if you're calling people and you say hey, there's conspiracies, well, then you're saying well the government's always 100 percent right, and that's not yeah, true. Right. That's not the truth. Either, you're, 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 we, that, that's quite a coincidence theory you've got there. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Hey, yeah, you're not. But uh, saying that the government will not leave somebody behind to cover up actions going on overseas or in the uh, United States. Uh, I, I was part of that as well. <laughs> I can't. I know that happens. And I know it's not always just a political party or an individual person. It's it's a group. And and so what you're saying as far as McAfee goes with and and attacking the political system and politicians in general, whether it's right or left, dude, you're spot on because there wasn't just the liberals that left us to die there in Libya. It was there was the big eight. There was Republicans and Democrats. There was McCain and Boehner. And Rogers, and then of course on the other side as well.
3: Well, it's so, it's nice to know that joining Satan in bed with uh, John McCain and Saddam Hussein, Donald Rumsfeld is with them now, getting it on. And and there I you go. Know I don't
2: want to
0: that that message necessarily, I, <laughs> you know, because the guy the guy just died. But the fact is, every every group that we've ever armed that came back to attack us, you know that there's always ties to donald rumsfeld and that's just a bad. donald
3: rumsfeld uh, deserves to be remembered well for the war criminal he was
1: and i i you you notice my silence i got i got nothing i got and i you know i i i know from experience of 10 years overseas we don't go overthrow dictators. It's just not what, what we do. It's not we destroy countries. We go in there and we we tear, We make it worse. And, you know, me going and doing something bigger in initially in Iraq, looking back now as I get older. I'm not sure that's what we should have been doing. It, 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 and, and honestly, I shouldn't say I'm not sure. I know that's not fighting terrorism is one thing. But destabilizing countries. Hey, the devil you know sometimes better than the devil you don't. And there's a reason dictators are dictators, and there's a reason that we go overseas and try to get arms and oil and money and gold when a, a dictator won't join the European Union and use the euro. Uh, that's Gaddafi, guys. This is what everybody knows. How <laughs> that. But 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 uh, there there. This is not as far fetched as people should think. And if you trust your own government, a hundred percent. To me, that's your—that's the conspiracy theorist right there. That's the one of
3: my favorite memes is is a graph like x y axis where oh. uh, the the vertical axis is trust in government and the horizontal axis is knowledge of history and it's basically the more you study history the less you trust your government <laughs> <It's true>. and, <laughs> it's and, and it, it, like if you don't like it, about about these subjects I please. If, go read two wikipedia articles for me one the uh cointelpro and two the uk policing scandal and cointelpro is the whole history of like fred hampton and uh you know the the, you know activists being murdered by cops um and the disruption of the anti-war and black power movements in the united states the uk policing scandal though is something else that it really distinctly points to the potential depth of depravity of people in these situations. They had undercover British police infiltrating environmentalist groups to the point where some of them married and had kids with their targets. And this isn't women having men's. This is men seducing, marrying and impregnating women as undercover agents.
1: Wow, it's
0: crazy. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: that's, yeah, it's I,
0: unbelievable.
3: There's well,
1: definitely a lot
0: to see out there. I, you know, what I wanted to ask you about, Adam, because you, wow. you spoke about it like very quickly early on when you said the FBI came to your house. So I didn't even know about that. Were you at what happened at the Capitol? Were you in DC that day?
3: No, I was in Hawaii.
0: <laughs> I, I believe it. I mean, you you travel all over the place. So
1: far
2: away as you get.
1: Yeah. And that brother, I I, when you said that it it reminded me of coming back before I went back over to Yemen, coming back and sitting at the FBI office in Omaha and then questioning what was taking what took place in Libya. Hey, What happened? What happened? What happened? And to me, I was walking in there thinking, okay, these guys are going to get to the bottom of why we were left behind. And that wasn't the direction of questioning. The direction of questioning was, why did you shoot so much? Did you know who you were shooting at? Why did you have a gun? Why I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Why did I shoot? Where did I shoot? Did you watch the feed? Do you know where we were? And it was more of it was trying to and and you know they boone told me the same thing when he got hit when they interviewed him. It was trying to find out if we had a bad shoot. It was trying to find out if we they were trying to throw us, I, and they can say all they want about it. I know the direction. I'm not an idiot, guys. And I think they played us for idiots, even though we were 40-year-old 40, 40 year old guys that had been deploying for about 10, 11 years at that point. But it was, I walked out of there going, and I even asked them, I said, did, did you guys want to know what happened to us? Or are you just trying to figure out if I had a bad shoot? Because the Blackwater guys had just gone to prison for that thing in Iraq as well, or a couple of years earlier. And it, it really opened my eyes to wait a second, who is in, Who who we, Who's actually? Who's in power here, and what exactly do they want to do to maintain in power? And who are they willing to throw under the bus to maintain that power? And it, I, that's when really I already the the screen from the Wizard of Oz, the, the curtain had already started to get pulled back. And when after I walked out of that Omaha FBI office, the the curtain, when I was looking behind the screen, that wasn't the Wizard of Oz anymore. It was this man, this fallible man pulling, pulling things, trying to stay in power. And it it really pissed me off. And it really, man, I I remember thinking, man, this, that was the beginning of what have I done for the last 18 years of my life as thinking I was a patriot. And, uh, but those ways of thinking and the ways of thinking that, that people have to question still to me is the most patriotic way to live. You know, so we don't live under a tyranny. We don't live under a government that's, that every day is, is, is turning into more and more of a tyrannical. I I do see that I I do, but we can still have the ability to speak out against it, you know, and have the FBI dig through your trash, trying to find where you're at when you're in Hawaii. I mean, but that's, that's not a bad thing. At least you're keeping them on your toe on their toes. Yeah. I, so, um, no, I, 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 lo- I love it because I didn't know, I've realized I didn't know a lot of this stuff. And coming back to the McAfee thing, that's what was my question. Was there an individual? Like Epstein, it's the Clintons, the Clintons killed him, the Clinton killed him. But McAfee, it, it wasn't. It was as a whole, the government coming after him. Is that, well, and that's what I'm gathering.
3: Well, so, well, not not necessarily. I mean, part of what made the Epstein story so implausible the most Americans who heard it was wait, he was doing this shit with the Clintons? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but he, but it, in in Epstein's case, it's actually a little bit presumptive to blame the Clintons for it because there were plenty of other people he had dirt on <laughs> uh, yes. who, who could have pulled that off,
0: right? I mean, <laughs> um, how many pictures are there of Trump with Julian Maxwell? There's like 20 of them.
3: Wow. Right, well, so with with john mcafee he actually publicly said i have 31 terabytes of data that you know, i've been collecting on uh government corruption and it's he's got it set up with a dead man switch and, and who knows you know maybe he was saying that to protect himself you know um and and i can't blame him like I, I it's like lying is wrong if it's not in self-defense if someone is pointing a gun at you and you say look a plane so you can grab the gun That's a legitimate lie, you know, a deception in self-defense. And I would certainly justify uh, and not put it past McAfee to have just said that. But we know from, uh, and I know that there are people skeptical, but I think there is some kind of dead man switch. And maybe the timing of killing him was when they killed it. The reason I think there is a dead man switch is because a friend of mine, uh, through a friend, and I know this isn't the most decisive information, but um, said that McAfee approached him and he declined to take one of the dead man switches because he thought it was too much of a liability. You go, yeah, I'm not going to hold this data for you. Like, fuck, you better put me on an island with a security detail if you want me to hold this thumb drive and publish it on the internet when you die. Holy shit. You know, that's <laughs> that's, that's asking a lot. Um, but if, if they had killed the dead man, uh, the people holding the dead man switches or or the data um, before and and then, you know, they could Kill him knowing that they would have impunity. Uh, I, th- I think they had the similar incentive um, with John McAfee. And McAfee, as a cybersecurity expert, certainly pl- and a crypto expert, certainly uh, it- it's certainly plausible that-, that he would have access to some data on government dirt that no one else might be able to unearth. And that there were specific people in power who wanted him dead, specifically to keep those secrets.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that we that we got you on to talk about this type of stuff because you know the appearances you've made on other outlets, you know, besides your own podcast, of course, it's limited to only four or five minutes. So I think it's great to go in depth about this stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you one last thing personally before we go, and we'll get into this a little bit. Um, and and this was something you spoke out about for for the audience to get them up to speed when Joe Rogan signed the Spotify deal for a hundred million dollars. Uh, various shows were taken down with controversial guests, whether it was Gavin McGinnis or Milo Yiannopoulos. And sure enough, your episode when you were on with Joe Rogan was suddenly deleted. And he told Alex Jones, who we've had on this show before, he said, oh, there was some uh, like issue with Spotify. But those episodes are still down. And the crazy thing is like you reposted that show. It's on your YouTube channel. I've watched it. You and Joe had a great conversation And there's definitely some power that be saying you got to delete this. You got to delete that. And I love Rogan's show, but he did sell out in a sense to just kind of let these people take down episodes with people like yourself. You
3: know, it didn't bother me so much that he sold out the way that he did. And in case anybody in the FBI is watching this right now, a hundred million dollars and I'll go away forever. Uh, uh, But (laughs) (laughs) there's so much of what really pissed me off was that he fucking lied about it. Joe Rogan lied about that. And Alex Jones either lied for him or passed on the lie uh, uh, without verifying, but like I just, th- and and this is why, I, I think Joe Rogan might be slipping. Although he's got he's so big he, now, he's now he's propped up by mainstream corporate interests. Yeah, you yeah, know, so. and I you know I have to question his integrity, but I'm I'm really hoping that in the back of his mind he's going, well, shit, they let me have Alex Jones on again. They're yeah, not. That's the thing. They're that's not the crazy really, thing. They're not really has worried even,
0: about Tommy Chong. I'm wondering if he's been kind of fighting back, though, because he has had Alex Jones back on. He has had some very controversial guests on recently. Like, I think it's Brett Weinstein who was just, like, demonetized from YouTube. Um, so he's had some controversial people on. Do you think they initially took those down and Rogan said, like, hold up, I'm going to have whoever I want on? Because they haven't censored things since. I, like, I'm kind of confused by the whole thing.
3: I think you would be naive to assume that he's not operating within some prescribed guidelines at this yeah. point
1: yeah yeah i i, I agree I, joe rogan,
3: coach, yeah. well i mean what would uh, joe rogan would have to have me back on to convince me otherwise i'm sorry that would that would do it um i mean who would who would he have to have on to really convince me otherwise because alex jones is obviously controlled
0: opposition um they're You think different- so? I mean I think that's I I mean we've had Alex on. I think Alex totally speaks his mind.
3: That hold on, those are not mutually exclusive things. I didn't say that Alex Jones is ungenuine in anything in particular that he says, although I do think he has sold out politically under Trump. Uh, but he was controlled opposition a long time before that. So controlled opposition doesn't mean that you're dishonest. You can be controlled opposition without knowing it even. But how did Alex Jones get big? AM radio Am, the gamekeepers wanted him to get big. <clears throat> they will because you know why. In the wake, if you're if you're the people behind 9/11 or the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, you don't want Richard Gage sounding intelligent and credible with architects and engineers for 9/11 truth being the credible face of that movement. You want Alex Jones. They're making the <laughs> first game! I've got the documents. 9/11 was an inside job because you can demonize that guy <laughs> later. You can throw him <laughs> under the bus when you're done with him. Um, so no, Alex Jones is definitely you know he's a tr- the conclusion of all of his investigations is therefore support Donald Trump. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, no, he's definitely operating within the the, the prescribed limits of controlled opposition. Uh, so I, I mean if 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 Joe Rogan had I'm trying to think like if Joe Rogan had someone from you know We Are Change Colorado on to talk about uh, you know police reform. In the wake of the Johnny Hurley shooting, uh, if 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 he had uh, John McAfee's wife Janice on, uh, and he did have
0: John McAfee on at one time, it was one of the only times he had someone on by phone.
3: Wasn't that before he before Spotify?
0: Yes, way before Spotify. Yeah, I'm exactly. just saying.
3: Um, so yeah, I I, I it's it's sad. It's it's really sad what yeah. what Joe Rogan has has become at this point.
0: It's a weird thing, too, because it's like, to me, Rogan was the last giant, giant platform that had no ties to, you know, giant, any giant corporation until the Spotify deal. And the thing is, I mean, look, if it was me, I I do agree. I mean, like if someone is paying me a hundred million dollars to do a podcast, it would be extremely hard to just walk away from that. But Rogan was making huge money on his own. And he could have said, "I don't really need a, a giant corporation." And I think once you do work with a giant corporation, they are going to have some say into who you have yeah. on and what we're going to keep. Oh, you DR think
3: God. you think there was no stick next to that carrot? <clears throat> if oh, yeah. you don't take this deal with Spotify, Joe, we're yeah. going to make sure you get shadow banned, and pretty soon we're just we're going to phase you out because we pull the levers. You don't, no matter how independent your audience is. If we want to squeeze you off the internet, we'll do it.
1: Yeah, it, and that's true. It, 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 they have the control. The corporations have the control. The government has the control. And, it, it, and it, will that ever change? I guess that's my question to yeah. you is, is there a way to change it besides just continually speaking out? Well, when does that end? Do we just continue to do it for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and just to keep them honest and to balance? Or is, and that, or is that what it is? It's just balance. We're always going to have this constant all right you're full of shit I know we're calling you on it no we're not we're the government we tell you everything we're right on everything and it's just going to be like this for millions of years and that's that's the ebb and flow or is eventually something the tr- is the truth eventually going to set us free <laughs> uh, what's going to happen uh, and that's where I like. I'm like shit it's just a battle it's, it's just day this is what it is every day bam every day for the millions of years from here on out until the asteroid hits the earth and life ends as, as to everybody as we know it, you know? And it, What's your opinion oh, on that, man? Come on. What is the one constant of the universe?
3: Change.
1: Change. And yeah, Mark
3: Twain once cynically said, history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. Right. And to me, that suggests a cyclical nature of ascension. A spiral upwards, if you will, and humanity dances forward. The, the human story is one of progress, and I connect this to the fundamental concept of life itself and competition, where multicell organisms beat out single-celled mm-hmm. organisms, all the way up to human societies that get along and have harmony and cooperation are going to outcompete those which are always in conflict. Senator. Love conquers all. Humanity progresses. Oh. And I cite the work of Professor Steven Pinker from Harvard who did a great Ted talk called The Surprising Decline in Violence based on his book, Better Angels of Our Nature, in which he proves, you can dispute his interpretations, conclusions, etc., but he has proven academically that humanity is getting less violent over time. And we are living therefore in the most peaceful times in human history. Despite what which is the true media it often have,
0: gets exactly often gets yeah. forgotten.
3: Which is w- despite what the media would have you believe, you are less likely now to die at the hands of another human being than ever in human history. That is a beautiful incredible yeah. thing. To celebrate. And as a libertarian, I believe in a voluntary society, one where all human relations are free of force and fraud and coercion. And barring the cataclysmic caveat of an asteroid destroying the Earth or virus killing everybody, not COVID, I mean like a real virus, um, <laughs> or, or when we blow ourselves up with nuclear, I'm not saying it's not real, I'm just, just you know, like a yeah, but uh, yeah, or or we blow ourselves up with nuclear weapons first. The, the progress of intelligent life towards a state of of greater harmony, of greater love, of what what we as libertarians call uh, a voluntary society, I see as inevitable.
1: It, that was that's awesome. That was well said, and I but I'm completely agree with you. It is. <laughs> Just, to, just that positive mindset, or whatever you want to call it, however you have to call it, whatever person you are, always moving forward, always trying to get better. And, and Mark Twain, that's a great. I even know Mark Twain, and I'm a dumb ranger, and so that actually resonates with. I've been I've so using that those words as an example is is tremendous, brother. That's I. After all this, people thought we were going to have a negative show here, and look at this. That's, <laughs> fuck, no, we're not. We are. We are still moving forward. That, yeah, well, that, that's true. I, I love that. I love what you said. I loved all that. I was and people should really need to am, live. by. It. I really appreciate the question. And and and
3: I know that 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 your audience, you know, has a, a variety of perspectives. But I to, speaking first to the libertarians here to say, look, if if you say this is where we are and this is the goal, at some point you have to ask yourself, yeah. well, are we going to get there? Like what? And you know. It, it, yeah. fucking take the time to stop what you're doing and answer those big questions it's really important and the answers are actually really good and encouraging we think well wh- where are we now where do we want to be and you go well where did we come from whoa well, holy yeah. shit i'd rather be alive today than any time before today you know yeah. i mean maybe barring a few special places and certain <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like, it, quality of life indisputable yeah. better now than ever before why is that trend going to continue ask yourself that question because it is really beautiful and encouraging for us as libertarians to be like no we are we're not just doing the right thing because it's right it's not and and, and it's not because we're going to win it's it's because it's inevitable we are on the yeah. right side of history of of human progress and and to the non-libertarians, I would say still ask those bigger questions, because when you say where are we and where do we want to go, well, like, libertarians have a pretty good fucking idea of like, yeah, let's let's go there. Let's let's where here is here is still pretty violent and ugly and 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 humanity not meeting its potential, and here is a, a voluntary society of everybody getting along. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe the libertarians are wrong or something.
1: Utopia is, it, I, people, Utopia is a possibility eventually, and they have to look at it that way. Uh, you, uh, but with the media, you hit on the on the head with the media, that's what sells So, Hey, negative, negative. Everything's disarray. Everything's terrible. Wait a second. No, we're not. If you really want to actually look at a scientific journal instead of CNN.com and read that, we are actually moved forward. That society is getting better then uh, uh, we're always going to be, oh, this is negative. Well, if you're going to watch Fox, CNN every day, pitting against each other to make money, well, then you're going to have that mindset. And and uh, no, I, I agree. with you. I completely agree with you. And I'm glad I asked that question. I don't know where it came from. I had an epiphany, dude. I'm really not that but intelligent the, the, to ask the, that question. The, the only problem with my
3: message and perspective on human progress, and by the way, this is, is very well laid out in the book, and this is what led me to crystallize my thoughts on this. I describe this as the asymptote, the exponential acceleration of the human experience. And we get to live in this hockey stick part of the acceleration. And it's uh it, it's such a gift to be alive right now.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh it I, I would just point out that it's not about, you know, being realistic or uh, you know uh optimistic or pessimistic because those exist on on two sort of separate planes you know you can look at reality uh and be honest or dishonest about it uh you can be thorough or or sloppy about it um and either way you can take a positive or negative outlook on life the problem with these big important ideas is, is they
1: don't really translate very well into memes yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that's true man hey hey, you got sometimes you got to dumb it down a little bit to get people to understand and uh, you know living what you're saying there and what i'm getting is just just live just live live and enjoy what's going on around you live in life yeah we got to get to that point we will if we just keep living and looking and being like we say it on this show every day just go outside look around and be like shit this is awesome Look at the, what I got to do today. Look at this day. And, and and not worry about what Nancy Pelosi ate for her, if she even eats anymore. Maybe she just does the eats the cells. I, I don't know. But don't worry about what they're fucking doing. Let them be miserable in their own lives. Go out in your life and just look out and, and go for a run. Go do, do whatever you yeah. need to do. And, and just Go enjoy. outside.
3: Be with nature. Love your body. Eat right love being alive and you know, yeah, this is, I, I, I mean, it's happiness is a choice as we don't realize this. We are, this is like the, what is robbed from us more than anything is emotional freedom because no matter what you get to choose your outlook. I mean, barring as long as your brain is mostly functional, this is the (laughs) gift of the human mind is that you get to choose your outlook, your attitude, that's a choice and it is such a blessing that you get to choose whether to be happy or not at, at any moment you you you're an i mean yeah you're an animal you will have animalistic responses to stimuli but because you have the gift of human consciousness you get to control the response to the response at that point that's your choice and and we've given that up in so many sad ways. And and part of this uh, acceleration, this asymptote of the human experience right now is, is humanity reclaiming that. It's a really beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. uh, once again, for the audience out there, check out Adam's stuff, the uh, book Freedom, as you mentioned, um, at Adam Kokesh on Twitter, on Instagram, and Adam Kokesh on YouTube is where every weekday you do Adam versus the man. This has been cool, man. I mean, we always go into like different territory. I haven't talked to you in years, but when I when I have, you know, we always it's go awesome. all over the place. So this is awesome. Cool. Yeah.
1: Hey, where where can they get the you said they can get the book for free and everybody likes free stuff? So the freedomline.com freedom, the freedomline.com, guys. check it. Read out dude, read Adam's book. I and we all forgot we didn't even talk about it. He is a Marine too. So if that gets you leaning because you love Marines, then they get over there. I know everybody loves Marines, except no, we all love Marines. Even us, even us shitty Rangers love Marines too. at least better, at least more than seals. No, I don't do it. No, I don't know. I just, I just alienated the whole seal community. Sorry guys. Oh, no, awesome brother. I love, I love that. That was it after everything we talked about. And then you still, your mindset is still on the up and up. Where most people get into the politics, or in, and they're they just go down rabbit holes. They just and they just go to shit. Yours, that's amazing, dude. And that says a lot for your character. That says a lot for yeah. It's all mine. All
3: Utopia your is now, if you want it.
1: Awesome. I'm hashtagging that. Hashtagging that's on the next Battle. Like podcast the episode. Utopia Hashtag. now. It's like the opposite of apocalypse now, right? <laughs> Utopia <laughs> now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> so, yeah, no, always, it was great talking with Adam. And look, he's another one of these guests that I have on where – I like talking to different people. Does it mean that I endorse every single thing Adam said? No, I I don't agree at all with the, you know, with the stuff about Alex personally. Um, You know, but, and also I'm honestly not convinced one way or the other with John McAfee. I I still feel like there's a lot to be learned. um, And I just don't know enough yet, but I wanted to get his perspective.
1: Well, I, I, I like, you know, and that's the thing with perspectives. You can have different perspectives, but in the end, you still can have share positive, for lack of a better word, I'm probably dating myself because I'm 50 and I don't know what the I don't know what the cool kids say anymore. But you can still, whether you agree with each other's politics or you agree agree with each other's uh, theories of what happened in the in the pop culture, which hey, I'm sorry, it's Mac Mac, that's pop culture stuff right now. You can still espouse or expose whatever the word is positive vibes to each other at the end of the day. It's like, hey, dude, yeah, we may not agree, but fuck, we live in a great society. Gosh, we live in a great country. Oh, gosh, this is wonderful. And you can have a wonderful day, regardless if you agree with each other or not, where a lot of people don't. And you, you and I both see it on social media where people fight and and, and then they'll go down a rabbit hole and they'll have a miserable day because some trolls are arguing with them on social media. It's like, do you really want that is That is like the bigger picture that he said at
0: the end that people do miss out on is that this is like the, and it is truthfully the most peaceful time in human history, but yeah, you look at what's going on and you focus on the division and hate then. Yeah. That's where your mind is going to go. Um, you know what else I wanted to talk about, though, is so by the time this goes up, people will have seen your appearance on the team house because you're doing the team yeah, house tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I did yeah, the tomorrow. team house. Yeah, I was on last week. And I don't know if you saw it. So that podcast, I, I did I, that early because it went it went over five hours.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. Now, I'm, I can't do that, man. No, I, I don't think, think they're going to have to It, it well, was the...
0: It was the hundred, hundredth episode, but um, Five yeah, I did not a little, I, I was all the way in Brooklyn and once it about hit midnight, because I got there at eight, right? And once it was like midnight, I was like, guys, I'm going to get going here. I went to go get gas. I got a snack. I drove all the way from Brooklyn back to Long Island, fired up my computer. They were still going. I was like I, I can't believe this has gone on for 5 hours. And you know what's funny by the way about driving all the way to Brooklyn is that you really see, you know, we talk about like there's two Americas, there's also two New Yorks because of the fact that it's so true though, man. People were probably familiar with that idiot whoever it was on MSNBC writes for the New York Times who was like I was visiting a friend on Long Island and these racists out here flying their American flags <laughs> on their cards, but which is ridiculous. But that's the part of New York I'm in, where it is people who love this country fly the American flag. And then I drive out to this hipster part of Brooklyn that Jack lives in, or he does a <laughs> podcast in. And it is like that, like you know, Black Lives Matter Antifa <laughs> section in New York. It's a totally different world. It's kind of funny. But I had a good time doing the show, and I actually got to meet uh who I thought was a really good guest. We had a few guests there, but Ilana Duffy who lives here in New York, who lost her foot in an IED explosion, also suffered a TBI and is an all around badass. And I'll tell you, if people listen to that podcast, her and I disagreed on a ton of things. Um, But I love when I get into these disagreements with people and they're civil because I learned something. I mean, like I, I have to fact check on this, but for example, she made it clear to me that it is more, Vietnam veterans, we're losing, you know, to suicide than Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. I was not aware of that, Um, but I want to have her on maybe as one of the last New York shows before I leave New York and and have her in studio. She was great. Well,
1: and, you know, different time, Iraq, the global war on terror veterans, whether it's OIF or OEF, Operation Enduring Freedom or Operation Iraqi Freedom, the GWAT, I, you know, I, I can see that we're, there's less we're losing to suicide. Not that we, we still aren't, because I've known 30. I've got 30, 30 for 30. Wow. I don't know shit, 30 that have, have since that, But you know, it's been a long time too. I'm getting pretty old. So, uh, but I can see that because, you know, Vietnam, they were treated like, they were treated like shit. Their country did shit on them. The politicians Shit on us, regardless, but it was even worse backed into them, and, and they are getting older now too. Which is, as you get older, and if you still feel like you were disrespected for the crap you went through, and they did, they they went through hell. I couldn't hold water to what those guys went through. They are badasses, and I want all you Vietnam veterans to know that I respect the hell out of you. I I was thinking of you up on the wall. Every hour, going, man, these guys went through years of being shit on. I can go through another hour. You guys motivated me to continue to fight on when I was complaining like a little bitch and I had a Snickers <laughs> bar in front of me. Going, man, these guys were eating eating nothing and shit, sleeping in their own shit. I'm up here on a lawn chair waiting for another attack, eating a Snickers. I'm okay, it, you know. So I admire you guys immensely, but th- they weren't, the, and I that's still, you know, it's still going to continue on because their memories. Aren't like some of the memories that we had coming home, where we were, we were, we were welcome back at, with open arms. The majority of you know, the majority of us were, or, and I don't want to say heroes because we're not heroes, but welcome back on a positive, great job, good job. Well, so Even some, the, some of you guys <clears throat>
0: definitely are. I mean, I, I yeah. I'd say a lot of you guys I, I, are. Heroes.
1: I would say the majority of them, majority of of yeah. guys that have come back. And then where Vietnam, it what they weren't by the day by college kids and the, the the uppities that were too scared to go fight. And I'm going to say that I think you guys were, you guys were cowards. The ones that were back here spitting on the veterans coming back and you can hate me if you want, but that's, that's the God honest truth. Um, so, but I want the Vietnam veterans to know that, that you are well respected, especially in the special operations community, because you guys, you guys did what, what we strive and try to do every day. When at least I know as a ranger, I looked up to the guys that were LERP rangers in Vietnam because I couldn't. I couldn't do what they did. They were amazing, and to me, that was always the standard I wanted to get to. So I, I hate to hear that we lose that, but I, I know that's the truth. That we lose more Vietnam veterans than the Global War on Terror veterans, but that's because of, that says a lot for society how how they were treated on the way back, and that's where it all starts. Or you're setting yourself for success or failure. Well, they were set up for failure when they came home. We, as I a group, more set up for success more than more than that. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, I, bro, I didn't I, cut I, you off.
0: No, not <laughs> at all. Not at, I'm probably cutting you off, but um, <laughs> yeah. I think I think the point she was making, and it is true, is um, there's also just less of a because I was asking about this. Basically, you guys would have to go back and watch it, but there's less of a stigma around mental health. More guys are going to see therapists. It's not. It's not you know at a time that was not okay it was like uncool to go see a therapist and talk about your feelings and that was not what guys did and now I think that type of stuff is helping out guys so no it is um, you're right
1: no you're right yeah I think that 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 has
0: something to do with it
1: for sure we keep stepping Um, on each other because I live in Kansas guys my (laughs) it's okay Sorry. yeah no
0: for the audience i think you know what our audio sounds so good though because of Squadcast. although they're not you know a sponsor or anything that i think people sometimes think we're like in the same room because and they're like oh you guys are remote because yeah the the audio sounds perfect but the the last well i don't want this to be the last thing i don't want to end on a, a sour note but i know you wanted to bring this up is that yeah. our friend ryan Kraft from uh fort scott munitions lost his very young daughter
1: yeah ryan Kraft and and olivia his wife um you know they have three kids they had a they had a uh, five year old daughter lillian wonderful little girl she's tremendous um uh she had and i forgot me if i pronounced it wrong it was trisomy. it's called i always say it wrong he always says it right corrects me but uh trisomy 18 which is just a disorder that doesn't allow the bodies to to uh well it doesn't allow the body to function and and correctly and and you know really she was diagnosed to, to when she was born to not live more than a few weeks. And she, you know, she lived for five years. Um, she passed away recently and, uh, you know, Ryan, of course, is hard on the family. Of course it has been like it would with, with the entire craft family, but she was a darling. I, I, I mean, she, she, she you know, she, she could follow you with her eyes. She, you know, she, of course she couldn't move. She was, she was, uh, you know, she, uh, we, had, they had to carry her around everywhere. Um, but she knew it was going on, and she—I remember just seeing her smile when when we were having dinner at the house, or just when Ryan, when I come to Fort Scott days, and and she was just vibrant and a blessing uh, to everyone she was around, even at a five-year-old. And, and and um, you know, her passing though, um, you know, Ryan, uh, Ryan and Olivia started & and Company, and they make actually our Battle Light shirts. & Company makes our Battle Light tactical shirts, not the podcast shirts made by somebody else, but the battle Line tactical shirts. And um, they also make baby, ch- baby clothing and children's clothing and women's clothing in honor of Lillian. And they're here in Fort Scott, Kansas. And, um, you know, I, I just wanted to make that point that out there. So If you ever get a chance, because there's a foundation that's made for, uh, for Lillian and it helps. Uh, and I'm reading this because I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, it's called the Lillian Rose Foundation, and it's a foundation started to keep Lillian's memory alive through sharing her story and sending care packages to medically complex children and angel, a- angel packets to packages to bereaved parents. Because those that have the children that have this uh, trisomy uh, 18 don't have a, a long life expectancy. Like five years was a long time. Lillian was not supposed to live that long. So, if you get a chance, you know, of course, support continue to for, support Fort Scott Munitions because that's that's also Lillian and Olivia's company. I mean, uh, Ryan's company and uh, Lillian's father and Olivia being Ryan's wife. But support Laurie Asphalt L A R E E and Company, or they just put the plus for the end. They use that instead of the sign. Uh, ampersand. Um, So, Laurie and Company, check them out. And guys. um, yeah, you know, send send your well wishes to to the Kraft family and your prayers to them to continue to fight on. I know, Ryan, this was just happened a few weeks ago. I, I've helped Ryan. I've talked to him. He seems to be uh, getting better. Um, but, you know, I, I, I can't even imagine. And I have kids and I think about that. And when that happens, you think about your five. You know, I have a five year old. I, I mean, I've been through a lot. I don't I don't know if I could handle that. And he's extremely strong person, and Olivia, his, his wife, is tremendously strong. As all wives are, especially wives that marry guys like us, <laughs> like mm-hmm. a knucklehead. But um, you know she she's she uh, she's going through, but they're all getting through it, and they also have two two young boys that are still you know with them, of course. So they've become tighter as a family. But if if you can, yeah, wish Ryan well, and if you can check out the & Company. If you see something on there you like, you know, grab it and uh continue to support the Lillian Rose Foundation which is, is is weird it's it was a coincidence but my my daughter's middle name's Rose as well. I it was just a coincidence. So um yeah, Lillian was tremendous rest her rest her soul. You know, she's in heaven now walking around talking and laughing. Um so she's in a better place and and I believe that. And, yeah, I just want to put that out there because Fort Scott's such a big supporter of us. So
0: no for sure and and as I was uh as you were talking I was trying to google this I do see um so I just want to make sure that I have the right thing I see a lily rose foundation but this is that might be something different right because did you give out a website address
1: do go to laurie and company I did not I just go okay. to, I just searched and company and and uh if you go to l a r e e and company it might say something on there I uh, bet again, I honestly I just I I know that it does, uh, and that's what he sent me, guys.
0: Yeah, so, no, um, I see. So it's it's yeah, as you said, l a r e e n dot com. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'll put a Can link you, there in the description. Uh and they do have something about, you know, the daughter right here. Um yeah. I don't know if you want me to read it. I I don't see a um you know, somewhere to donate or anything like that. But uh if, if you I, want to I, go- I can read this if you want.
1: Yeah, read it. But also just to let you guys know if you want to donate just directly to the foundation, email that Larie and Company. There's an email on there. You can email that and they'll they'll get with you to to do donations. Let or- me see if I
0: could find, yeah, this email because I'm just, you know, just so that the audience hearing knows where it is, because I'm I I mean you know, I see links to their social media pages. I see all that.
1: Founder And I can, I can actually, actually, we can even send that if you wanted to, they could even send an email to Fort Scott Munitions. And that, okay. will, that, that's a possible, that's, that's a way to get a hold just mention, hey, like to support the uh, Lillian Rose Foundation and they'll direct you to the right. Cause they all, they all are run and they all are synonymous with each other because the Kraft family runs these these organizations but I, I i get what you yeah you don't want to donate to something that's not legitimate out there but i assure yeah, you, yeah no know, it, it's, it's not that
0: it's not legit i think what i found is a different thing i think what i found is just oh, okay. legit, uh, is different um okay but i see that their social media is larie and co l-a-r-e-e-a-n-d-c-o so maybe you could message them on there as yep. well um, but yeah the first thing I saw was it, it was i think it's you know a legitimate organization it's just something different um if you if you and, scroll
1: down to the very bottom brother you'll see more info it says uh, about us right below that it says Lillian Rose foundation it's near the bottom of Lurie & Co so go down it's all i'm looking at it on my phone guys i've okay. got more info it says about us then Lillian Rose foundation then it goes down to the actual merchandise wholesale frequently Asked questions refund well, the- policy and all that.
0: Do you have a link that people could go to? Is it actually there?
1: Actually, yeah, I have. Let me see. It it still goes to lariancompany dot um, when you do it. But I will. Let me see if I can copy it. And you guys are awesome. As far as we're just doing this on a whim, guys. But that's what we. Yeah. That's what you love, Battleline Podcast, for right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> good. Um, well, if so, you want to pull it up,
0: uh, you know, because you're still looking for it, right?
1: I'm actually going to text it to you, and. Here, I, I'll read it to you guys and I'm going to text it to Ian. But it's lareeandcompany.com Company.com backslash pages backslash Lillian hyphen Rose hyphen foundation. And I'm shooting this to Ian right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll definitely put that in the description. I see it right here. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there, you know, because this is all, see, I see, um, or oh, it says click here to join. And there we go. And then it's yeah. And then there's a link to join. So I'll just guys basically to sum it up, I'll put the link to this in the description, Um, but I'll, I'll read this statement really quick. It says uh, Lillian is with Jesus. We are absolutely devastated to announce that our sweet miracle girl danced her way to heaven on June 15th. We are incredibly lost without her and are trying to navigate this new life. Lillian had the most kissable nose, the most gorgeous blue eyes curls that went on for miles and a smile that could brighten every star in space. She was an absolute warrior and smiled through every storm that she sailed through. I couldn't think of anyone happier than our girl. She had the best best laugh. Lillian changed the life of so many people and brought thousands closer to the Lord. People who have never prayed got on their knees for our girl. We know that her story is not over. She will continue making an impact on everyone who hears her story. We are so proud of her, not only for being brave, uh, being being brave, she was, but for the impact she made on this earth, and we cannot wait to see her again, Heaven side. Lil's uh, mama misses you more than words can ever express. You changed me for the better, and I promise I will continue to keep telling your story and spreading your love to the world. I love you more than life itself. One day closer to you. Please have patience with us as we jump back into working after this unexpected time. I promise I will be back in action next week, but need much time to work through some of this. Much love. Olivia, founder of LC. So yeah, there you go.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Tremendous family. Um, tremendous, you know, uh, companies, tremendous courage. And I, uh, again, all you out there, not just the Kraft family, but anyone that has lost a child, you know, I I, I do believe, you know, I, I wish it was this way. No, no parent should ever outlive their children, but I know that's happens a lot. It does in today's society. Um, but they did show strength and they give me strength, for example. I, they, it's an example to me of how to live. Um, and as it should, if you watch parents that have lost their children continue to live on, whether it be normal uh, circumstances like this, or I've seen it in combat as well, like the Doltz family, Cheryl Doltz, star mother who taught me so much about courage and acceptance when I was going through a bad time um, uh, in my life about how it's not as bad as it could be. And Man, you aren't as strong as you think you are, Tano. I, I mean, let me show you how it's done. This is great examples of how to continue to live your life and watching this, but also watching these families overcome huge adversity that I, I hope I never have to go through. I really do. Um, but um, just to see how they do it through faith and strength. And it's it's admirable, brother. It really is. It, and that's that's what true courage is to me and, and a mother like Olivia. I know Olivia personally, she is she's she's tough as nails. She keeps Ryan in check. Definitely keeps keeps Ryan and all the men in check over there. But uh she she's she's handling it extremely extremely well with a lot of courage which says a lot of her character. So uh yeah, check it out guys and then you know, I don't want to leave on a on a downer. It's, no, I agree. I don't. Either. I I I, I, th- I think that which I yeah you know, I I don't see this as being a, a downer so much because she is she's with in heaven with God and she's walking and she's laughing and she's playing now, um, and that's a good thing. And you know, with Adam, even on his last the last comment Adam had, it's all your mind. Utopia is in your mind. That's the honest truth. You can't control what other people do, but you can always control your attitude. And your attitude yeah. is everything. So um,
0: I, I, yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll end it on on this, though. It's <laughs> actually been to, to keep things uh, in a positive perspective. It's been interesting seeing how many, like, concerts are opening up now. There's so many tours coming about. Like, I've just been very excited for that, man. It's um, good. It's, it's good. I don't know if you're going go to, go to anything. You're, you're, you know, I feel like unless you're speaking at something, you just chill. But I, yeah. I did go to a mech game with my dad. Awesome time. It was actually <clears> a very <throat> good game uh yeah i saw them versus philly okay, how, um, how the
1: hot dog are the hot dogs with what, what you remember oh, not, i did not I don't, have a hot dog you create you,
0: you i don't, you, I don't you, what i, I did have a beer which i rarely have okay. but i will not eat hot dogs <laughs> it's like the worst thing you could eat I, i'm not <laughs> i'm not like a fanatic with health where it's like i can't have anything cheat meal wise but like Hot oh, dogs man. are so bad. They're so bad for you, bro. I,
1: that's one thing. I I don't dig going to sporting events a whole bunch, except for baseball, because it reminds me of Americana. It reminds me of, of me playing base. If you've ever seen the Sandlot, it reminds me of being back when I used to, yeah. When I was back playing little league baseball and I, I, I will have a brat or a hot dog just because it brings back memories of me playing baseball and going to games with my, with my family and I loved growing up. I was like that Sandlot kid. We played in a Sandlot and just played till it got dark. And it always brings you back, especially the minor league games. If you ever go to minor league games, but yeah, I I know they're not the most healthy for you, but a beer and a dog, it's like, it's to me, it's a requirement once I go in or if I did have a
0: beer, which is very rare for me, but I did, but But it was also like a 90 degree day at a baseball game. (laughs) Um, but you don't have you don't have any like major teams by you now, right? Or even well,
2: where no, you work.
1: Well the the Royals are no, we got the I okay. mean we're, Yeah, we're only an hour really an hour away from the, the Kansas City Royals. They're down the road. Um and actually Wait, real?
0: I'm so yeah. bad with the right because I have no idea. I just know, you know, obviously I know Kansas City is not Kansas, but um I didn't know it was an hour away.
1: Uh hour the the stadium's probably an hour and a half away. We're between Joplin and Kansas City. So Joplin's down the oh, road. All right. So but are you, you
0: going to go to Royals games with your family?
1: If, if, if I'm ever have a ch- you know, if I'm home for a long and we have breaks and I am I have a chance to. But, man, it's busy right now with all the uh, all these corporations that, you know, now that we can go to do, do in-person speaking events, buddy, they they want to hear them. And they want this is this is why I also have a positive mindset on on corporations in America these corporations want to hear. After about we just shit on corporate. After we just shit on corporations. After we just shit, <laughs> we just shit the, the people within. People are, are great. It depends what corporation, I mean, of course. You know, I, I should say person. A person is great. It's when people get together sometimes, especially in D.C. That's when they turn to shit. But a person is great. But a lot of these corporations that are out there that want to have me come in and speak. They want to hear about faith, which that was never been like that in the past. God was always been a taboo subject. It really has in, in the mainstream that wasn't popular a lot of them now want to know want to have they want faith back reinstilled in their lives because I think a lot of them felt like they'd lost it in two years so uh I'm enjoying it. and they're all they're all popping up now I mean so I've got a ton of them coming up which is a good thing but that being said I you know I, I maybe we' we'll it just depends on the time if it is yeah we'll go up there and catch a game and a dog and I'd love to see the I love you know I'm a Yankees fan even though you're a Mets fan I love are you Mets or Yankees
0: yeah, no, you you got that right of a That's
1: yeah. right. Yeah, I'm, I love the Yankees, dude. I grew up I, watching. I love the New York Yankees. I grew up. I still have my old Mickey, 1950s Mickey Mantle card. I mean, I don't know how much that thing is worth now. Probably a shitload of money. But um, no, nah, I, I would love to watch the Royals and the Yankees. I still remember crying when the Royals and George Brett beat the Yankees in divisional series because I was so pissed off. I remember the pine tar game, especially when that oh, – I was so pissed off at George Brett for – because uh, it's uh, it, anyway, I, yeah. I, I, baseball means you know that's something where I yeah you're I don't go to a lot of group things. I'm very, I'm the most social anti-social person you'll meet. But baseball, it just it does it. It, it and I don't think it, I don't think politics has infiltrated it as much as some of the other. The a only thing. Bit. Hockey is
0: the least I could tell you hockey it's you go to a hockey game around here it's like they have a veteran every game that stands up they do that actually the Islanders I don't know if you've watched if you watched any of the playoff games but the Islanders when they sing the national anthem they sing the first line and then the crowd sings the rest of the song until those last few notes so it's actually very patriotic I I feel like especially for the Islanders um but the NHL, yeah, it, it, there's been some politics in baseball, not as much. Not I mean, much. It, the, the most has been, yeah, the most has been the N- NBA and the N- and NFL for sure. Ah. Um, but then there's a ton of concerts opening up. Uh, you got Corn is back on tour. You have Guns and Roses back on tour, uh, which I'll definitely go to one of those Guns and Roses shows. Believe it or not, they tour like every ten years. Limp Biscuit is doing shows again. What? I bought tickets to Limp <laughs> Biscuit at the Paramount. I'm I'm actually pretty psyched for that. Uh, so there's there's a ton of bands hitting the road right now. I'm I'm really psyched for that. It's just great to see shows opening up. Oh, again. That's good.
1: That's good. Just remember, guys. Remember what respect is. Remember what uh, comic courtesy. I, I my travels recently, especially staying at hotels. There are a lot of people that have forgotten how to act <laughs> just with common courtesy around other people that a lot of them have. I, I know, I've seen a lot of people have lost their minds as far as.
0: Do you have like any
1: crazy stories or
0: something? Uh,
1: Brother, the last hotel I was there in Crete I, again, bring don't bring, if you're at a hotel, especially a Hilton or something, don't bring your boom box to the room. You don't, uh, nobody cool. wants, yes. nobody wants to hear your music through the walls. And, you know, I don't mind hearing. It's part of being in hotels but you know just calm down the the sexual escapades that go around and you know this isn't like i'm saying at <laughs> a hotel six either but i guess happened like right next year right, <laughs> right next to your both room. of it you know both of it and the hotel You and know, most hotels now that you go to in fact everyone that i've gone to in the last three months you have to put a deposit down for a room it doesn't matter if it's a five-star or not. And I asked why, I said, why are we doing that? Because, you know, I've never had to do that before, especially being, you know, part of their, the honors members or the Marriott Bonvoy or, or, or the SPG, which is Starwood and which, um, they said, because people are wrecking rooms now, even at the, even at the five-star resorts. And so all I'm going to say is guys, I know that you feel like you were locked in the jail for the last two years. You weren't, But even so, when you go out, remember what common courtesy was. Remember that rule that you had, that bubble you wanted because you didn't want people sneezing on you? Well, remember that when you go up to the concert. Well, concert, you're kind of nut to butt. That's what you like about it. Oh, yeah, especially if it's like Limp Biscuit. Yeah, Yeah, Limp biscuit. You're you're going to be packed. But remember remember your common courtesy and respect for other people as you you had it when you were wearing your mask and you didn't want somebody too close to you there as well. And uh, that's the only thing I've seen that has been – crazy in the last three four months when I've been traveling is it has people have kind of lost their minds of how to act when they're out at restaurants and hotels but yeah the the, the boom box thing and just the just how loud people have become at hotels because they are you, you can just tell they're excited to be out and being on a trip but they've just lost the respect for that other person that is there and a lot of us business travelers, you know, the reason we stay at some of these hotels, we will pay an extra dollar is because it's quiet. We want a place that we can come back and just go to sleep because we got to be up the next day running around in the hot sun or going to meetings. And and um, and I'm always very respectful. Uh, and I teach my kids that as well. Respect other people's you know, privacy, respect their their ability to to stay at a place and, and enjoy their time there you know, and, and, uh, little kids, I, I understand little kids running around hotels that happens, but, uh, yeah, try not to have them doing suplexes off the, especially if they're, you're on the top floor suplexes. I thought one of the little kids was going to come through the roof one time and it, I just, this was most recently, and this was at a Marriott, a, a nice Marriott, uh, marquee. I'm like, are you kidding? I, I mean, and it, it's just stuff I hadn't, I haven't, I haven't really experienced, Uh, before the COVID and definitely not during the COVID because nobody was at hotels when I was staying at them, but now it's just, yeah, they've lost their minds. Lose your minds where you can lose your mind in the mosh pit at Limp Biscuit, lose your mind, go crazy, bang under each other, smash each other.
0: I was even thinking to you when I saw the tour dates, because I, you know, this was before I I was thinking you moved, but I was like, there's even a Nebraska (laughs) date there Oh yeah, for Limp Biscuit. Yeah.
1: Is is it in Omaha or is it Lincoln? Do you remember? Do you? I think it's actually Lincoln. They, I mean they they do huge shows at the Davini Center there in Lincoln where University of Nebraska is. It's monstrous. And then they have the the uh the quest center. I think it's called something different now, but that's where, you know, like the Olympic trials are and the huge, huge stadium. I've I've seen a couple country concerts there. My wife and I have went oh, to one. Nice. Yeah, I, I love I love uh and still the best one of the best groups live is still Rascal Flats, because those guys can he can sing. That's of my lord and that there's no auto tune. There's that guy can sing and those concerts are they're fun. They have a I have a good time. And 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 then you know who who's another one? I haven't been to another. I think Rascal Flats was the last one, or maybe it was Luke Bryan. She took me to Luke Bryan. It was right. a fun show. I, I don't think I think he's an okay singer, but the show itself was fun. And that was at I the thought. big the big quest. So yeah, brother, I'm I'm happy that you're able to get out, but you know me. Yeah, I just like staying at home go do my thing, go get a cup of coffee, come back home, go fish. I'll probably go fishing tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're staying at a hotel, don't piss off. <laughs> he's well, he's
1: well-armed.
0: Um, that's true. But yeah. That's, that's, true. that's uh, about it, man. As always guys, follow us on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, donate yeah. to uh, the Lillian Rose foundation, which we'll, you know, we'll put a link in there and I think we'll, figure all that stuff out. Yep. Uh, this has been great. We have some awesome guests lined up for the rest of the month. Uh, if all goes accordingly. Your friend, Paul Braun next episode from, um, from Maxim defense, right?
1: Maxim defense. Um, and a army veteran who served, uh, he has a, he has a tremendous story about an incident of him happening in Iraq. Or again, it's, it's not all sunshine and roses, but war isn't, but he's overcome it. And dude's a tremendous father, tremendous husband, um, and a tremendous friend and just a motivating person that's overcome a lot. And he's got a story about his Iraqi interpreter who was able to get uh, U.S. citizenship. Who we yep, yep. About. So, um, yeah, he was yeah.
0: telling me about that as well. So, yeah, every show just having, you know, these different people on with different great stories to tell and. You know, uh, everybody's different, man. I'm sure there's people who are going to be pissed off about Adam's appearance and certain things he said. But, you know, like I said, I love love having all – you know, like I said, if we have Alana Duffy on, she's going to say some things that will piss people off from probably the other's perspective. And that's what's great about the show, man. It's not split-screen debate type of thing. And and when I listen to other podcasts, which – I, I love a lot of podcasts, but I'm reminded I, r- I really like what we're doing here, and, and I thank you guys for listening every week.
1: Yeah, guys, thank you. And if you haven't seen, it doesn't matter what side you're on. Everybody has a po- has a positive mindset is going to stay positive. It doesn't make a difference what thing you believe in or conspiracy or not conspiracy. It's all and they're going to you. thrive. Yeah, I, I, tremendous. So, but God bless you guys again. Thank you for listening to us and continue to listening to us. Ten more episodes we're at hundred. Who we gonna have on for a hundred? Who is that? You know,
0: I I still have that Tulsi Gabbard email in my back pocket from Rudy Reyes. That'd be a cool hundred. I don't know if you uh, have someone in mind. Uh, you know me, I, dude.
1: I just, I just go with the flow. You know me. Is
0: there someone though, that you're like, this would nah. be a Cause when I heard Tulsi Gabbard and Rudy Reyes mentioned her, I'm like, that would be a cool episode 100. I think. I,
1: I yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 you, you've been seeming to managing this quite well. Just let me come in and talk and I'll, you know me, Ian, you got the ball. You got the ball Maverick. I'm just goose. I'm the, I'm the wheel in the back seat you're flying the plane brother that's just that's you <laughs>
0: thank you dude <laughs> no i mean look for the audience it's always a 50-50 effort here and and the fact is um you know i try my best to split up the guests uh, that it'll be someone chris knows someone i know and then sometimes someone neither of us know and it ends up being a great one you know
1: yeah it is and just like it is, adam great show buddy thanks for coming on crazy marine marines are always crazy I don't care what's si- that what side of the fence they're on um but it was, tremendous. I will agree, he's crazy. Yeah, he's great. But I, that's a, that's a, that's a term of endearment when you're talking about a Marine. So, uh, and they know that. That's why they're smiling. Like, yeah, thanks for calling me crazy. It means I'm, I'm, I'm still a Marine. Um, but uh, tremendous and good job, guys out there. Keep listening and, and just keep grinding and making yourself better every day, no matter what that is, physically, mentally, emotionally. And thanks to Ned and, and for, again, for, and just being a tremendous sponsor of us and, and helping me get my life back to that 110% that I was used to before before I went down that slippery slope back in 2016. So uh, guys, check out Ned. If you haven't, do so. Uh, you won't regret their product and you won't regret just their positive emails that you get from them as well. That's uh, tremendous. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks to our sponsors, Ned in particular, for this episode.
2: That's all for this episode of the Battleline Podcast. But we'll be back on Monday with more American straight talk. Until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at Battleline Pod. To sign up for future Battleline tactical courses, go to www.christantoperanto.net. Believe in yourself. Face all challenges head on. And as always, never quit.